0: Hello everyone, this is Myra with Hali Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. It's great to be here with you in this new year. We're going to talk this year about freedom. Freedom in all parts of life, in relation to ourselves, to other people, and to our societies as a whole. This feels particularly important now because there's been so much change that has promoted fear in many areas of life. And the more we allow fear to control us, the more we tend to look for outside forces to save the day, which is disempowering. So I invite you to consider that the solution is not on the outside, but inside of each of us. We've experienced many limits in our external freedoms over the last two years. Movement and interaction has been tightly controlled, and it can feel like we have no power to change the situation. But perhaps we do. Maybe it's about how we see things. Note that I said external freedom. Are there different kinds of freedom? What is freedom exactly? Notice what popped into your mind first. Was it doing whatever you want, whenever you want, without consequences? Doing things you know are harmful to you and doing it anyway? Or no one telling you what to do? Or just being able to clearly have a choice? Consider that experiencing freedom or the lack of it, comes down to how we use our minds. It's a question of perception. And this is what we'll focus on today. Freedom in the mind. So what is the mind? Well, first of all, it's not separate from the body and spirit that you are. Everything works together holistically. We often like to compartmentalize things and And that trips us up. What is the mind then as part of you as a holistic being? Think of it as a tool that's available to you that has incredible capacity. It can work for you or against you but it's not who you are. When the mind is used in a limited way for example, to focus on controlling things around you, or trying to make things happen, or if it's driven mostly by habit and beliefs and past experiences, then it will often work against you. Then you're not experiencing the freedom that's possible when you align with, with your higher self, your eternal spirit. How to experience this kind of freedom in the mind? How can your mind work for you? Let's take a look at our common, agreed upon definitions of freedom. I found three in the dictionary. The first one was the condition of not being in prison or captive. Hmm. That seems like it could miss the point, or maybe it's trying to cover every angle. The second one is the condition of being free of restraints, especially the ability to act without control or interference by another person or circumstance. seems like this gets a little closer to how we might view it through the lens of Ayurveda and yoga. And the third was the condition of not being controlled by another nation or political power, political independence. I always wondered when I was growing up who it was that made the dictionary. Did you ever think about that? How does the meaning of words get decided? Who decides what goes in the dictionary? I've seen the meanings of so many words change in my lifetime. And it can come from societal change, which it seems is how those who put it in the dictionary see it. And then there are other influences, such as political power. I diverge. (laughs) Think about it for a moment, how the dictionary has influenced you in your mental freedom. Because words are really about agreements, aren't they? Uh, Unseen agreements, social agreements. And agreements are often limiting whether on the energetic level, or physical. So let's take a look at freedom in our minds in the light of Ayurveda and Yoga. The second definition, the condition of being free of restraints, especially the ability to act without control or interference by another person or circumstance. One of the points that is recognized in Ayurveda and Yoga is how we put limits on ourselves by how we use our mind. Negative and harmful thought patterns that come from samskara or impressions or memories from the past create these limits. The tools of Ayurveda and yoga help us realize that the impression isn't the problem today, but it's our reaction to the impression or memory. A continued reaction to something that's well in the past Not now. So that first definition, the condition of not being in prison or captive, would apply here. It's our memories and reactions to them that hold us prisoner. But is moving away from something true freedom? Have you ever done this and moved right into another mental trap for yourself? A relationship or a set of circumstances? What about compulsion and attachment to certain food and or drink? Is it freedom to make the move away from it? Or is it the ability to stay away without further consideration? Or is there more? When we seek freedom from something, we're often still attached to that same thing in some way. And so even if we change our external circumstances, we can leave a boyfriend or a girlfriend. We can quit the job. We can try really hard to stop eating that thing. We often end up recreating the same situation again. I'm not saying you can't experience a moment of freedom when you're moving away from something. You can. I have. That sweet sense of relief can come after making a decision or actually changing something. A shift of energy. Interestingly, though, change can bring relief and freedom, or it can bring up fear. And then possibly freedom. But we won't experience freedom if we choose to hold on to the fear. If we continue to approach change as negative, then we remain trapped by our mind's reactions. And this often creates a sense of internal weakness. And it's a result of our samskara, our memories. We shape so much of our persona, our personality, the mask that we wear, solely based on these past experiences. Now you might say, but this is my experience, so yes, I'm living through it. Yes, but sometimes perhaps again and again and again. But there's more to it than that. It's easy to feel like the mind is what's in control, as if it's what's fully in charge of all our behavior as if we have no real choice in our reactions to what's going on outside of us or around us. It can even feel a bit like a runaway train. I've certainly felt that way before. And this can be really mild or extreme when the doshas, or the five elements within us, are out of balance. The body and mind become imbalanced. Our thinking goes way off. It can also happen when Agni, the digestive fire, is out of balance. Did you ever eat a meal and feel like you didn't eat at all just an hour later? Or have you ever found yourself not eating for a whole day and then being famished and overeating? This is all related to Agni. I actually thought it was freedom to forget to eat all day. I didn't have to take the time to do it. And then I would feel like I could eat the entire refrigerator. So we can use the mind as a reactionary tool, as most of us do. Or we can use the tools of Ayurveda and yoga to move toward freedom by treating the mind as a tool and a gift and to allow ourselves to experience it moment by moment. There's a verse from the Rig Veda, the Vedas being the original source of Ayurveda and Yoga, and it calls for people to come together, exchange views freely and harmoniously. So think of that in terms of your mind. It's not really about black and white, about right and wrong, and we see this kind of extreme opposition happening today. Rather, it's allowing each individual their perspective and experience. Perhaps this is freedom in the mind. So here are some things to ask yourself. Do I do these things? make decisions for myself or feel I need permission from someone or something outside of me? Do I compare myself to others before making a decision? Do I doubt every decision and worry about it? Do I allow myself to think independently? Am I able to allow differences of opinion and agree to disagree? Am I compulsively thinking about things such as food, drink, shopping, social media, or my relationships? Do I think in kind and loving ways toward myself, toward others, or is my mind more like a smelly trash bin? Do I feel like a victim of my mind, or that I'm taken hostage by my mind? Consider the climate in your mind at any point. Something like the weather. The mind can be stormy with disturbed dark clouds, or it can be a sweet, gentle morning sunshine with a light breeze. Which would you like to have? You do get to choose. The mind can become highly aware without talking to itself. We don't have to be thinking all the time. It is possible for the mind to become still and to reflect, perhaps, the outside world as we interact with it. But this is difficult because we're disturbed by our thoughts. The thoughts being a reflection of our impressions, memories, and our book learning rather than our current experience. So our minds spend time in the future and the past, which are quite limited relative to the actual experience of now. Then because we practice, meaning repetitive behavior, thinking about the past and future with this shell of an approach, then we become dissatisfied. The intellectual aspect of the mind has its place, but relying on it excessively is so limiting because it it basically becomes about control and prediction. Think about that. And it's essentially feeding the lower part of our ego. Categorizing experiences and then expecting things to happen a certain way based on our judgments. This then has us become less flexible, and it creates fear of the future, when we could be opening up to it. And life also becomes pretty boring. We we don't really have any space for surprises, which frequently bring us great joy in life. So how do we have freedom from the mind? How do we use the mind as a tool? And this is what the practices of Ayurveda and yoga offer us. When the five elements, or the Panchamahabhutas in Sanskrit, are balanced within us, then we have the opportunity to have some freedom from the antics of, of our minds. Excess or deficiency of those elements have a significant effect on the mind, and our ability to see life clearly. The key then is to balance the doshas, which are the elements in combination, and to take care of Agni, our digestive capacity. And to spend our time in things that move us toward our higher self, rather than away from it. What and how we eat plays a big role here but so does everything about how we live. Everything we expose ourselves to. And this is what we look at in Ayurveda. Conscious breathing, pranayama and meditation, following the yamas and niyamas from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. These are wonderful tools from yoga that are available to us. Remember, freedom is in the moment. It's now. Freedom is the essence of what we are. Some of us may think we need to earn it, to fight for it, to protect it. But it's always there inside of us. When you remember that, the outside starts to reflect it. The beauty of your surroundings reveals itself. You see the person who could use a smile and can offer them one the dog or the bird that wants to say hello to you. Gently and persistently training the mind with the tools of Ayurveda and yoga gives us the opportunity to open our connection to our spiritual self so that the mind takes its place as a tool rather than the dictator. A transformation takes place with practice and it reveals itself with ease over time. And then life becomes richer day by day. Think of it as building a proper foundation that will be there for you in the longer term as well. When we approach the practices in all of life with the clear motive of freedom, from yoga we move toward what is called moksha or mukti or nirvana, And there are many other words for it from Sanskrit. It was obviously something that was prevalent for people. Inner freedom. So what is freedom for you today? And ask yourself, what is the true motive for my behavior? Practice being honest with yourself on a daily basis. This is just some of what Ayurveda and yoga can give you. This month we're hosting a free four-day event called the Yoga of Eating that's all about experiencing freedom in your relationship with food. And this, of course, has everything to do with freedom in the mind. During the training, we'll explore many of the topics that I introduced today in depth. If you feel like you're in bondage when it comes to your relationship with food, join us for the Yoga of Eating from January 24th through the 27th. You can find information on how to register on our website, halepule.com. That's h-a-l-e-p-u-l-e.com, Or through our Instagram account, hale underscore pule, underscore P U L E Until next time Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Pule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.